The NBA playoffs are starting tonight, and Riker and I are going to preview the Toronto Raptors versus Philadelphia 76ers series, and then we're going to show off our entire NBA playoff brackets and give our predictions on who's going to win the chip in each series this year. So Riker, without further ado, let's dive straight into it. Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here with Riker Shot breaking down the NBA playoffs and specifically, you know, the Toronto Raptors versus Philadelphia 76ers series preview. Riker, we got that matchup that I know you wanted heading into this postseason. What are your initial thoughts on this series against the Philadelphia 76ers? Joy, bliss, excitement, Ben. The perfect matchup. You have two guys to be wary of. Joel Embiid, who's going to get his. Mm-hmm. He's going to have 30 points, 15 rebounds. He's going to average big MVP caliber numbers this series don't worry about it we have switchability we have an insane amount of depth off the bench in fact that's our only talent coming off the bench is that power forward center position so even if there's foul trouble we can manage that side the other thing that you need to be wary of of course is a james harden explosion but as we've broken down in the past hasn't had a 40 point game this season looks like a fraction of himself even if he's due for two 40-point games, that's still probably the most they'll take off the Raptors in this series. Good matchup. We'll break down sort of the the player-by-player, player, but I'm feeling confident heading into this one, Ben. Yeah, and that's the big narratives that have been going around. Obviously, the one central thing is, is James Harden still good at basketball? That's what a lot of people are talking about. Can he still <laughs> rock out? This season averaging 21 points per game, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. Looked really good midway through the year last year for the Brooklyn Nets. Then he got injured and then hasn't really shaken off that injury rust. And some people are saying, oh, you know, he's had stretches. He's had moments. It's going to be when he cares about basketball. That's when he's going to step it up. We're just going to have to see with James Harden. The Raptors have traditionally played him very well. The schemes that we run on Harden usually tend to work. They tend to be successful, but usually it's the other guys that sort of get going because James Harden commands so much gravity, so much defensive focus on him. And then the other is obviously, as you mentioned, the Toronto Raptors are undersized, right? As much precious propaganda—wrong button there. I'm sneaking some playoff brackets, but uh, as much pra- precious propaganda as I push— on this podcast, it doesn't change the fact that we don't have anyone over 6'9 on the roster. We don't have anyone in the squad, even uh, even Thaddeus Young, Chaddeus Young, breaking out, busting out. But Riker, even though Joel Embiid, as you mentioned, first center to lead the league in scoring since Shaquille O'Neal, 30 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists this season, the switchability that you mentioned, the depth at the forward position, the number of looks that we can throw at this guy, the Raptors along with James Harden, have traditionally played him super well. Do you have any fear that our undersized sort of front court won't be able to handle Joel, or will the switchability, the double teams, and all that stuff make it solid for the Raptors heading into this one? Well, it's funny because, listen, if the 76ers coaching staff is watching this video, I'm going to tell them right now how they're going to win this series, but it's not going to matter because it's going to play out exactly like this. We're going to double team every time Joel Embiid gets low post position. Every time. You can count on that. You can put money on that if there was a way to bet on it. We're going to double team. We're going to leave a corner shooter open. That's probably going to be Tobias Harris or George Nang or, or Danny Green, right? But the key to this series isn't them knowing how we're going to play our defense. That's how we're going to play our defense. It's do their role players have enough reliability to consistently hit those shots? The answer is no, because they haven't done it. Danny Green, he went off five or six from three. George Nyang had six for eight from three or seven for nine from three. Tell you what, they still lost that game because that's as good as they're possibly going to play. We only have to worry about two guys in this series. 
double teaming Embiid in the post and having a guy just stay in front of James Harden. And we have some of the best defensive players in the NBA and Fred Van Vliet, uh, Gary Trent Jr., guys that can stay in front of guards. So even if that's the defense that's going to be played, which it is, yep. they just don't have the role players around them to punish the Raptors for seven games. Yep. Well, and not to mention OG Ananobi, who brings the size. Precious Achua, who I know is one of our big men and will probably be switched on and beat a lot, but did a phenomenal job at staying in front of James Harden. So defensively, I don't see a lot of issues, but I think you're glossing over one guy who I think is potentially the X factor for the Philadelphia 76ers this series, and it's Tyrese Maxey, because... 18 points per game, three rebounds, four assists. A lot has been made over the past couple weeks around Raptors land. And 43% from the three-point line, which is a ridiculous number, considering he's putting up a decent volume of shots, right? But, you know, a lot has been made about the Raptors not trading Lowry for him. I'm I'm very content with Precious Achua. Don't uh, don't let the, the anti-propaganda out there from other Raptors news outlets and channels and stuff, right? We're happy with Precious. But Maxi is a guy that... You know, can space the floor. We saw it in the games against us. He has played well against us traditionally. If he's able to slash and knock down his threes at a high rate, because the focus is going to be on Harden and Embiid, that's the one area that worries me as a Raptors fan, right? Maxi going off for big games. However, as you mentioned, the likes of Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr. are star boy, locking up players, you know, left, right, and center, being defensive player of the year at the start of the season or being top three in that race. I think one-on-one, we have the guards to be able to do it, considering the amount of help we're going to be throwing at Harden and Embiid. Yeah, and he had 20 or 30 points in that game. And now I'm putting a lot of weight, obviously, into one regular season yep. game. And if you're a smart enough coach, you're not going to throw everything in the kitchen sink. You want to save a little bit of your special plays and sort of your special sets that you want to blitz or flash run in the actual series. So it shouldn't be like a perfect indication of how the series is going to play out. But Maxi had a big game, still didn't really seem to affect the outcome of it. So I, 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 I would be conscious of Maxi going off. But I still think it's going to be one of Maxi or Harden. It's not going to be both. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be all three, including Joel Embiid and the role players playing well. Probably going to happen in one, two games. Just again, the reliability and the consistency of this 76ers team. Don't see it. When you're coming up against an incredible defensive team in the Toronto Raptors that have the switchability that have five guys out there or four guys out there that are basically going to be over six, eight and can guard any position. It's going to be fun. I'm not saying it's an easy win, but I'm saying that I think the, the favor sways to the Toronto Raptors in this. Yep. I, I completely agree. We're, we're focusing on the Sixers in this podcast because we talk about the Toronto Raptors every night, obviously offensively for the Raptors. No one's really on the Sixers team that can stop Pascal Siakam. I know Tobias Harris hot and cold sometimes on defense, right? He's a big guy, strong guy, but not the most mobile. So depending on matchup base, Siakam has cooked him traditionally in the past. Fred Van Vliet, you know, he's going to be able to take on those younger guards in Philadelphia. Matisse Thibel isn't even able to play half the games in this series. So Fred and Siakam, our two main guys, are going to be huge. Obviously, OG Ananobi being healthy will be a huge sort of another variable to throw in this series because if he's our, what, fifth option at this point, because Scotty Barnes has taken a step forward probably in him and the hierarchy of shots and the touches and sort of stuff in the second half of the season. If he's healthy, being able to knock down those threes, and then we have, you know, one of the worst, or if Yang's out there or even Harden at points, 
left on OG Ananobi, he's going to be able to eat up those matchups. I, I'm very excited to see what the, the Raptors sort of outside of Fred VanVleek and Siakams, I think they're going to play well, are going to do against the Sixers squad. But before we dive into our playoff predictions, our brackets record, the final thing I do want to bring up after listening to a bunch of Sixers podcast series and all that teams that people that watch the Sixers night in night out just as we do with the Toronto Raptors what they're saying the key to the series is the rotations from Doc Rivers and this is where I'm sort of going with for you know the depth arguments and the the role players being a huge factor into the series right Paul Reed is a guy that hasn't gotten many minutes for the Philadelphia 76ers this season and Apparently, Doc Rivers just hates the guy. In one of the final games of the season, he played Paul Reed big minutes almost to quiet Sixers fans the same way the Raptors used to do with James Johnson. And then Paul Reed ended up having like 25 points in that game, balling out. And then in the post-game presser, Doc Rivers came out and said, this isn't going to be a Paul Reed victory tour or, or something like that. So... I don't know. Sixers fans are saying that, you know, mobile, young, athletic, big coming off the bench for the Sixers is going to be a game changer rather than throwing in DeAndre Jordan or one of those guys. Do you have any fear with specifically Paul Reed or even a Shake Milton, who is another guy that hasn't gotten much run for the Sixers this season? Any of those X factors off the bench? Or do you think, you know, even the Raptors notoriously don't have the strongest bench this season? Do you think our triad? Well, we of could, we could, off? yeah, we could, baby. Don't go sliding the Raptors bench. This is the Raptors yeah. digest. I'm not going to go and blow a bunch. Of I'm, smoke I'm saying the narrative, the narrative. Well, listen, narrative this, narrative that. But Precious Antetobio Kupachua is going to come in there and he could put up 25 points if he wanted to. Boucher could go and hit five corner threes, right? They're mm-hmm. all capable. Thaddeus yeah. Young, we've been thrilled with his performance off the bench as a veteran. So it's it's. It could be a fun bench matchup, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the stars. It's going to come down to how many threes can Fred Van Vliet hit. It's going to come down to if they find a way to double or triple Pascal Siakam when he gets that deep post position, is he going to be the passer that we've seen him be at the end of this regular season? Will Gary Trent Jr. hit his threes? Will OG hit his threes? Will Scotty Burns, rookie, right? We're asking a lot for him in the playoffs. Is he going to be able to perform at the level that he has? Will he be comfortable to go down there and still be an offensive rebounder, not settle out of the three? There's a lot of narratives that we can take this. We just don't want to make it a super long podcast. It's going to be fun back and forth. I'm not worried about Paul Reed. I'm not worried about Shake Milton. They could come in, win a game or two, but again, favors in the Raptors for me in this one. Ben. Yeah, and speaking of the role players, speaking of that, what the the scheming between Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse is going to be huge. Obviously, there's a, a lot of people swaying in the favor. Just Obviously, you and I are going to pick Nick Nurse over any coach in the entire NBA. That's how it's going to be. We've watched too much of this guy win in playoffs, but apparently Doc Rivers struggles with the rotations and stuff, and I'm just hoping we see a few moments, because apparently a few weeks ago as well, going up against the Milwaukee Bucks, he threw on Paul Millsap to guard Giannis onto Dakumbo for like, a full second half and completely blew a game. I'm hoping we get a few of those Greg Monroe-esque decisions. You know, Game 7 versus the Sixers, where they throw on just an abysmal defender and we go on a huge run in these series because every minute's going to count. So if we see DeAndre Jordan out there, Paul Millsap, potentially even a cork Maz that can get cooked on the defensive end, then we got to take advantage. So I'm we got to take advantage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm excited to exactly. see those And that's what it'll message. be. It'll be yeah. pick and roll supreme if one of those guys come out, Ben. But yeah, that's it. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun playoff series. And Riker, we're going to break down this series and other series with our 
playoff picks, our playoff predictions, our playoff brackets. So, yes, without further ado, before we show the brackets, what what are you picking this <clears throat> Toronto Raptors Philadelphia 76ers series in? Six, six conservative six. Conservative I think six. It could I'm saying in five. I'm but... saying six. I'm saying six as well. I'm saying <clears throat> up three one for the Toronto Raptors. Sixers edge one out at home. The narrative changes. Can James Harden be the superstar? Come back from a three-one deficit, and then we slap him game six as well. So that's a that's our both predictions and summaries for this first round series. It's going to be a grueling. I think all the games will be close, but I'm just confident in the Raptors' schematics and uh, and playability going into this one. And also going into this series, we got a few new uh, channel membership emojis to throw into the comment section and live chats. I'm showing them on the screen here now. Got a B crime. We got a Gary Trent Jr. Groat image and then a Spinny P. It's Pascal Siakam. We, had, we did them with uh, input from you guys. So if you want to join the channel memberships, get access to those emojis, all that cool stuff. Join that up. But Riker, without further ado, break down your playoff bracket. Because I, I got yours on the screen there now. Not the cleanest of graphics from the, the iPad NBA.com, but break down what you have going on in the, in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we, we, we don't need to go series to series. Yep. I'd assume a lot of Raptors fans are going to have similar East, right? The, the series of contention would be that first round Boston Brooklyn series. When we look at your bracket, we'll dive into that. But basically, you're going to channel the Raptors all the way to the championship because Easy. we have them taking the 76ers. You likely have them beating the Heat. And if it's the Hawks, you certainly have them beating the Hawks. And then you have the most interesting matchup, which is that Eastern Conference Finals. Could it be the Boston Celtics? Yes. Could it be the Brooklyn Nets? Yes. Could it be the Milwaukee Bucks? Yes. Any of those teams, big challenge. You probably have that series going to seven games. That's what we both have, I think, in our brackets. Then go into the championship then it's probably most people are going to have the Suns or the Golden State Warriors. I'm leaning towards the Golden State Warriors in this one. I'd love to see it for the rematch purpose, the shutdown, no injuries on the Warriors part, leave no question or asterisk left to say the Raptors are the true two-time champions. That's picturesque in my opinion, Ben. That's how I want to see it play out. Let's see yours. Yeah, that's a... So that's your bracket right there. You and I had very similar brackets. We had very similar, and people might call us homers for the Raptors going to the chip. Y'all are wrong. We we chipping up this season. Rings coming back to Toronto. Scotty Barnes getting that 1-0, 1-0, undefeated in championship seasons. But uh, my bracket's here from uh, NBA.com. And again, very similar, especially the top half of the, the Eastern Conference. Raptors coming out. I think we're a lot of Raptors fans are confident beating the Sixers. The Miami Heat... I think we should be more confident as Raptors fans. I've seen a few people contend that Lowry might get inside our heads and stuff. I think it could be. Ra- they have the regular season series, Ben, and yep. we've talked about injury risk in that series, that potential yep. series as well. So, I, do you have it in seven games? I think seven. I had it in seven games. Yeah, yeah. it would be a, tough. That one's seven, and we know how down to the wire the the Raptors Heat games go. But you know, just schematics, energy, things, t- and we're talking narratives. Yeah. We want to see that. We want to see yeah. Lowry versus the Raptors in the playoffs, right? Yeah. We're going up for it. If that happens, we're going to be in stadium breaking that down. So you and I are both confident in that one there. the Another point before we sort of get into the points we're, we're debating is in the Western Conference because you and I, and I think a lot of people are going to have similar Western Conference brackets. I think the Nuggets could potentially upset if Jokic goes nuclear. I like the Timberwolves, but you and I have the same predictions there. The Dallas Mavericks I, See, are, okay. Pause, 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 yep, pause, 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 pause. Yep, yep. 
Listen, here's here's another point I didn't bring up in our breakdown of the 76er series. Why I'm not as concerned with Embiid guaranteed to average 30 points per game in the Raptors series is because he's getting it inside the three, right? Mm-hmm. Twos never swing the momentum as much as threes do. They don't build up the lead as fast as threes do, obviously. That's simple math. Same reason that Jokic isn't as powerful as Curry because a couple threes and rapid fire, it's not going to do as much for you as a couple of twos down in the post, right? So yeah. that's my point. That's why I think it's probably a much better series for the Warriors than the Rap- or than the Nuggets. Yeah, and there's no one to help out Jokic on his team, which yeah. is <laughs> which is brutal for that squad. But uh, speaking of that, is the Dallas Mavericks? I think the Western Conference is a big X factor. If Luka Doncic comes back Game Three, I'm picking them to come. I might even pick, I'm definitely picking them to beat the Utah Jazz. I might pick them to beat the Phoenix Suns if Luka's 100% healthy. That might be a hot take. Obviously, you and I, when we make our playoff brackets, we we lean into our biases. We lean into our homerisms, but we'll defend them adamantly. And I don't know if anyone on the Phoenix Suns, I know McKilbridge, they have a ridiculous defense and all that sort of stuff. But we saw Luka Doncic put up historic numbers versus wing defenders at the level of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Pests like Patrick Beverly, even Marcus Morris can switch on to guys pretty well. And I think he's he'd have an easier time against the Phoenix Suns rosters. As much as you and I hate the Clippers, they are a remarkable wing defending team. And Luka in the playoffs is just another animal. So if he's healthy, then I could see them pushing all the way to the conference finals, NBA finals. Who really knows? I don't see them coming back if they're down 2-0 to and then he makes his return. So we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, injury is the biggest thing. But the Dallas Mavericks is Luka Doncic. I'll be surprised if they can steal any games from the Utah Jazz, who have been slipping. They've underperformed at the tail end of this regular season. But without Luka Doncic, I don't know if that even makes a difference that the Utah Jazz have been bad. So we'll see. Injuries is the big thing, of course. So that's that's the, the preface, I guess, of our playoff brackets. I think... Though that that area of the of the bracket looks a lot different if Luca's back healthy by at least game three. But we're just gonna assume calf strains are bad. He won't be healthy or won't be able to play. The one area that you and I disagree is that lower right hand corner. That's it. I got the I got the Bucks and uh, Bulls series being a a lot closer than people are expecting. I think Chicago's being. A little bit underrated right now. They still have some star guys. I know they don't have Lonzo Ball, but they'll have Caruso back. They'll have their defensive energy going. And DeMar DeRozan owns the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs. So I think in, the Bucks are still going to win, but that's going to be a... I think the Bulls might be a little bit underestimated here at this point. And just to sum up my takes on it too, listeners of the podcast know how much I hate the Brooklyn Nets. My least favorite team of all time, organization... I I dislike Kevin Durant, dislike Kyrie Irving for a long time. I just never liked the players. I think they've been, you know, they're great players and all that sort of stuff, but they've just never been on the teams I enjoyed, so my my biases went under. But you know what? Even though the Celtics' defense is strong, even though it makes sense to pick this team, I just want the Brooklyn Nets to win. I don't don't know why. I've been watching the smugness and the arrogance from Celtics fans People know, I wanted the Raptors to play them in the first round. I want nothing more than to speak into existence. The Celtics getting knocked out in the first round. And the the Nets have the talent to do it. So maybe I'm biased, maybe I'm cheese. But I want the Nets to come out and slap the Boston Celtics. I would like that too. You pick with Mm -hmm. your heart, I pick with my head. An easier third round or conference finals matchup would, of course, be Brooklyn over Boston. But... Brooklyn has two guys. Boston probably has four, right? And if you're just talking on a per-talent basis, 
or you talk about the utter lack of transition defense, post-defense of the Brooklyn Nets versus the pretty good well-roundedness, probably the best record since the All-Star break, Boston Celtics. I think the series is a pretty clear sway over to their side. And then that's where it changes, too. If you had Brooklyn and Milwaukee in that second round, I'd give the edge to Milwaukee for the same reasons that I'd give the edge to Boston, right? But in a Boston-Milwaukee matchup, totally different dynamic. They have a bunch of big guys. The composition of the team is very similar to the Raptors, that they can build that wall around Giannis and really make it a role-player series for the Bucs. So that's where we differ in the, in the playoffs, but it'll be interesting. I think, again, narratives, you'd like the Boston Celtics to get bounced, but how nice would it be to face 76ers, right? Play back that series in round mm-hmm. one. Face Kyle Lowry in round two. And then face the winner of Boston or Milwaukee in the conference finals. Baby, every series has something to be excited for. This one is going to be fun. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. But the Bucks will be a fun series, too. Because Milwaukee it fans would. think they have, a, they have an edge on us. And I, I pick Boston. And my brain probably would lean... Celtics over Nets. That's what I was leaning for before yesterday. And then I had some reflection. I had, you know, I'm just picturing Kyrie Irving sprinkling some sage around the Boston Celtics arena <laughs> and then just absolutely balling out. So I'm rooting for those Nets to take over the, the Boston Celtics, beat them there. But in a Celtics Nets or Celtics Milwaukee series, I just think the Bucks. They have, Chris Middleton versus the Celtics has notoriously become a meme because he goes nuclear every time he plays in Boston. The Celtics have Drew Holiday. They were able to beat this similarly constructed Celtics team that had Kyrie a couple years ago. I think the Bucks just, the same way that we have traditionally, we'll see how this series goes, have an edge over the Sixers. The Bucks just traditionally have had an edge over the Boston Celtics. So if the Celtics did go the second round, then I'd pick them. But for all the reasons you mentioned in my playoff bracket, I'd pick the Bucks to handedly beat the Brooklyn Nets. I think defensively, they're just nuclear and... I'm just picturing, even in the Celtics series, Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving being, you know, because obviously, we'll see if Ben Simmons is back too, because that could be an X-factor, a game-changer. Apparently, he's trying to come back for game three or four in the first round. But I'm picturing Steph Curry, or Seth Curry, Patty Mills, and Kyrie Irving trying to guard a Jalen Brown or a Drew Holiday or a Chris Milton. That's not going to go well. That's not going to go well in the NBA playoffs. So that's, that's our playoff brackets. And then obviously, both you and I, have the Raptors winning the chip, whether it be against the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors. You can lock that in. You can book that one. So lots of fun stuff, Riker. If you don't have any, do you have any more takes before we sort of sign this off and get prepared for this game tonight? The final take I can picture, you mentioned Sage. I can picture Kyrie coming out with a couple of voodoo dolls <laughs> made in the, in the image of Tatum, of Brown, poking some pins into the kneecaps or something just trying to get some extra witch magic going on this series i forgot all about his uh his spiritual or or witchy kind of uh, antics off the court so it'll be fun i'm really excited for every single eastern conference matchup first round in the west not as excited about except mm-hmm. for that golden state series i'm really i'm really excited to see how that one shakes out but then mm-hmm. most fun playoffs i think in a long time and on top of that, the Raptors are finally back. So I'm I'm just in bliss. Yeah, I'm in bliss right now. Let's get this rocking. But you guys are the best for making this far. Subscribe to Raptors Digest for all of the playoff breakdowns. We got a lot 
of fun stuff happening. A few new segments to debut. I showed off the, the new channel membership uh, emojis we can get. The more channel memberships we get as well, the more emojis we can add. That's something that YouTube sort of brings in or whatever. But, Riker, we got, a, we got a few new segments to debut tonight as well. Some old ones we're bringing back as well, not to spoil nothing. So subscribe to the channel, stay tuned to Raptors Digest, check out the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitter, all that cool stuff. Riker, do you have any last words on these NBA playoffs? Let's get it, Ben. Playoffs. Cheers.